Welcome to the Get It Done Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Ryan. I help people get it done in the sense of achieving their dreams of home ownership. Getting it done can mean so many things. It can come in all shapes and sizes. This podcast is about that central theme, getting it done, whatever that may be. In the future, we're going to have guests talk about their own personal experiences in getting it done, how they overcame adversity to achieve their dreams. Once again, I'm Jimmy Ryan, and I'll be your host, and this is our story. Welcome to the Get It Done Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Ryan. Today we have Carrie Steck. She is a realtor with Shore West Realtors in the Green Bay area. Uh, Carrie, welcome to the Get It Done Podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Well, for sure. And, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of miss you. You're in the Brown County and, you know, you also go, uh, you know, up near the, uh, the, the upper peninsula UP, your buyer's agent and listing agent. Is there anything maybe that I missed out of my very brief, uh, edification of you? Um, no, no. Um, yeah. So I do cover Brown County and the surrounding areas. And, um, being that I'm from Northern Wisconsin, I do go as far I'm not um, licensed in Michigan, but I do go as far as the UP border. Awesome. And uh, we'll get into your story in a minute uh, as far as like where you came from and everything, but how long you been a realtor for and, you know, why is it that you're doing buyers and and, and listings uh, and, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, your career. Okay. Um, So I, this June will mark my third year um, being in real estate. And uh, prior to that, I worked for about 20 years in sales and marketing. Um, So that's my background. Um, The reason I got into real estate is I always enjoyed helping people. And what better way to really help people other than helping them with one of the most important transactions of their life. And that's either buying or selling a home. So I was able to bring it to a different level by getting into real estate. Well, I love it. So let's, uh, I'm getting feedback, but that's all right. I'm going to turn on my volume a little bit and I think that's going to be better. So okay, the Get It Done podcast is really all about the come up story. And we use uh, Elon Musk as an example. Uh, you know, he has a story from making a million dollars a year to a billion dollars and, you know, he's the richest you know, person in the world. Uh, but there's a story from zero to a million and that's where we want to go. You know, you're a realtor now, you've been doing it for three years, but where do we come so best place to start that, uh, Carrie, is where were you born? So I was, well, I was born and raised in Goodman, Wisconsin, um, physically born in Iron Mountain, Michigan. Okay. Okay. So I was a Uper for just a, <laughs> a brief couple days, <laughs> but um, I did live in the UP for about six years as well. So I'm very familiar with that area. Um, so after- you said Goodman? Goodman, Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah. So, sounds good. I don't know where that is. It sounds good though. It's off a highway. You blink and then, then it's gone. <laughs> so yeah, just a small little town. Iron Mountain isn't much bigger. I mean, there's a hospital there or whatever, but I mean, it's not like it, pretty much everything up in the UP is like, it, it's a fairly small, you know, yep. small, small town type of place. What was it yep. like uh, growing up in, uh, in Goodman? Well, Everybody knows everybody. (laughs) 
So yeah, it just very small town. Um, I graduate just to kind of give you um, a perception of how big the town is. I graduated with 18 students in my class. Um, wow. So yeah, just a very small little quaint town um, in Northern Wisconsin. And um, yeah, I mean, the school's still, <laughs> the school's still there. Um, oh gosh, I'm trying to think. I, I was an outdoorsy girl. So well, we- well, well, let's, before we go there, uh, look, it seems like this is a small town, slow pace. There's 18 people in your graduating class. Like my goodness, it doesn't get much you know, smaller than that. What, uh, what did it feel like? What did you do for fun? Um, what, uh, what did your parents do? What was it like, um, you know, in, 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 the, in your household? In my household? So my dad was a machinist by trait. Um, my mom stayed home um, with us while we were growing up. And what did we do for fun? Well, I'm outdoorsy. So we grew up fishing and hunting. Um, four wheeling, all things outdoors, things that I actually still do, um, passed on to my daughter and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm a up North country girl. <laughs> well, that's yeah. actually awesome. And I think a lot of people are going to relate to you because of that type of, uh, that type of uh, upbringing and background. You know, there's a lot of realtors that are a little bit more, I don't know, salesy, a little bit more uh, flashy. Whereas I think that you're going to be a little bit more like, Hey, look, let's go fishing. Let's go hunting. And uh, tell me about why that's, you know, important to you. Why would you instill that into your, you know, your, your daughter now, um, you know, down the road, you know, some people look at fishing and hunting like, Oh, I don't want to do it. That's boring. Uh, why is that important to you to pass on to your daughter? Well, I just think, I, I mean, number one, it brings families together. I mean, it's something that I can do um, with my daughter that doesn't involve social media or, Fortnite or all those other things she wants to teach me how to play that I refuse to learn. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's just quality time. And I think that um, I grew up very well-rounded to be able to do those things. And, you know, that's kind of what I want, you know, I shouldn't say kind of, but that's really what I want out of her too, is um, to be able to do those things outside. It's, it's important. Who taught you how to hunt a fish? My dad. Yep, so my dad, dad was a machinist. Yep. And I'm sure that that's, that's, uh, what did he do? What kind of machine, like, what, what would he, what would he work out? What would he do? Well, he worked for a company, um, up in, <laughs> up in the UP. So he worked for a company up in the UP. And, mm -hmm. um, so he also was an electrician as well. So he, he repaired equipment, um, at companies basically. So he didn't, he didn't, technically work on a machine um but he was he repaired machines so like actually like fix the pieces and like build the pieces that would fix it or like would he just like basically be the the repairman that come and fix the machine when it would break down oop i missed you a little bit that's all right. We have see we have okay. internet. The internet up in Green Bay, you know, might be the, not the best. I don't know. What is it? Are, <laughs> we, in, are we are we in the sticks? Um, I I do I do live in the sticks as of December of last year. So yes, I am in the sticks. 
Well, 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 that's all right. And I'm, I'm glad that we could even be on. But I was asking, is your dad like the sure. type that would build that, put the actual machine together? Or would he be like building actual pieces and like machining them that, that when they break down? He would put the machine together. And if it would break down, he would repair it. Um, again, he was also electrician by trade as well. Um, and then as hobbies, I, he did a lot of woodworking and that. So I grew up doing those things as well. I mean, it yeah. seems like a fairly blue collar upbringing, you know, I mean, hunting, Absolutely. fishing, dad's a machinist, mom's a stay-at-home mom. I mean, like, honestly, if that doesn't like, you could write a fairy tale book about that. That's awesome. Um, or a country song. <laughs> or a country song, yeah. Or a I country know, right? song. <laughs> that, yep, or a country exactly song. Exactly right. Well, what was, uh, so you said your class was eight, 18 people. So you know everybody, of course. I mean, I, I went to, like, there were a thousand people in my graduating class. And I, I, I still knew everybody. That was just a massive school. Um, what about, what, what do you think about growing up in a small town was, was good? What was bad? What, 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 was, what was it like? I think growing up in a small town, um, it just really, it makes you well-rounded. I mean, um, when I think about it, my great grandmother used to have a massive garden, um, bigger than my home, um, would be out there weeding it every day and stuff like that. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, it's stuff you really can't make up. I mean, you, I just grew up just, um, really appreciating the value of the dollar. Um, maybe a little bit more so, um, I don't know, probably more so than my daughter does right now and that, but yeah, I, I just think, you know, growing up in a small community there, it's, everybody knows each other. A lot of people are related. Um, no joke, no jokes thrown in there with that, but, um, yeah, you, you just have, you have a sense of community, um, and, yeah, I, with the hunting and fishing and stuff like that, it there wasn't a whole bunch to do up in that area. I guess my my daughter would probably say right now, there's not a lot to do up there. But for me, you know, we just, that's what we did. And that, so. You found stuff to do. Absolutely. In today's society, if the kids, <laughs> if kids aren't immediately um, entertained, you know, they're, they're stressed out for me. I tell my daughter, I'm like, when we were little, we just went outside and you played and that's just what you did. And that I know, so, right? Exactly. Be all video games and stuff like that, you know, um, or, 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 or whatever. Uh, that's beautiful. Tell me about, you said you, you, you really understood the value of the dollar. What, um, did, what was your first job? Did you work while you were in high school? I did. Um, I used to babysit since I was 12 years old. So that was my, that was my first job. Wait, um, wait, we're talking about when you're younger, not when, not real estate. No, no, I was babysitting. I was, I was in real estate when I was 12. So I was babysitting people. <laughs> I know, right? I, I'm exactly. just saying, it, just, it, 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 it tends to be babysitting in our, in our industry. So I started okay, my baby- real estate career when I was 12 years old. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I started babysitting when I was 12 and I, you know, I, Nowadays, when I try to hire a babysitter to watch my daughter, you know, four or $500 a week in some aspects, I made $45 a week babysitting for three children. Um, wow. Exactly. So I'm probably aging myself right now. Um, 
with that. But yeah, so I would save money. And um, then I started waitressing when I was 14. So yeah, I can honestly say so. You know, I just really appreciated the dollar back then because there really, I shouldn't say there wasn't much opportunity in that area. It just really wasn't a lot of industry. So when, if you say there's not a lot of opportunity, that kind of makes it sound like, um, it just, I should say limited jobs up in that area because it is a smaller area. So there wasn't a lot of industry, um, you know, in that area. So most of it was obviously working class. You know, I actually, our mountain area. And actually, can you turn on your speaker once? I think I'm getting feedback on it. Just a little, yeah, sure. just a little bit, if you could. Yeah, that's sure. great. I, that, that's better. Um, so, I actually, I, I, my family comes from Iron Mountain area. Iron, there's Iron Mountain on River, and like Iron everything because everything was iron mines back exactly. in the day. But when the mines all dried up, there's no no more mines. And a lot of times, right. it just kind of the, the the whole the whole town's kind of left. But I mean, there's it's still there. It's just it's just a different. It's just different than what it was when it was you know an, an iron mine. Uh, did right. did you get to see any of that type of stuff, or or did it kind of just shut down when you were there, or was it more of like it was already gone? Well, I think the only thing that I when I was in that area, um, the big impact was some of the paper mills that had shut down or um, transferred ownership. So that was a lot of people got laid off in those areas. Um, with the mining, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember, I'm not quite sure. I know like the uh, Marquette, Michigan area, I know they had a mine shut down and stuff like that, but um, mostly the paper mills. I mean, they're, they're a big driving force up in that area as well. Well, sounds good. Well, let's, let's move on to uh, your, your waitressing at 14, babysitting at 12. So like, look, you're working right away. Did that yes. proceed after high school? And did you go to college? What, uh, what happened after graduating with your you know, group of 18 people? So what I did is, <laughs> no, when I graduated, um, I took a little bit of time off, but then I ended up um, completing a bachelor's degree from Silver Lake College in Manitowoc. So I worked a little bit out of high school as well, um, got my bachelor's degree, and then that was in business management. And then I ended up with a second major in human resource management. And then three years ago, I completed my master's degree at Concordia University in manage management and organizational leadership. So yeah, you know, back in high school, would I have thought I would have gone on and academically succeeded? I, I really don't know. I mean, it was, it was a goal, but it was, I mean, it was huge for me. Right. I mean, it seems like it's important to you. Was that important it's, to your family and your parents growing up too, that you did that? Um, I think so. I mean, I guess, I think it was more important for me. I know my parents wanted to see me succeed in that, but um, for me, I was just more goal-driven on doing it for myself, quite honestly, um, it, just to provide more opportunities in that. Um, and then my master's, going on for my master's, a couple, I would say probably about five years ago, it became a personal goal for me. So it wasn't so much, it was just something that I really wanted to do. Right. So right. 
along the way here, we, uh, you said you mentioned that you had 20 years in sales and marketing. What was it at one particular company or what did you work at a bunch of different places? So right out of college, you, you have your, you know, double major HR, uh, business management. What did you do? Where did you, where did you take it from there? So while I was actually um, attending Silver Lake, I was the branch sales administrator for an industrial equipment company. Okay. Um, so I believe it or not, um, I did quotes on machinery for like Caterpillar and Komatsu. And so totally different, totally different area than what I was, what I'm in right now. Um, so I did that. And then I worked for, um, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, which owns, um, Gannett owns, um, the Post Crescent and the Green Bay Press Gazette. So I did online marketing and print advertising. Believe it or not, there was still print advertising when I <laughs> when I was when I worked there. Um, so I did that, and then I worked for a television station um, doing commercials. Not me personally doing commercials. We'd obviously want to sell product, but um, selling the spots and developing and designing commercials. <laughs> well, well, so what did you actually? Was this so? Literally, these are all different places that you worked at, or did you just one place would be selling Caterpillar stuff, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel stuff, print ads, TV, and all that stuff, or was it all different companies along that time? Truck Corporation. Um, can you hear me? I can. I can Hello? hear you now. We had we had a, we had a quick we had a quick uh, you know technical difficulty there. But, uh, That's but it's when all you good. live in the country. That's what happens. It, 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 it was, were all these different places that you worked at or was it all just at the same conglomerate of, of a sales like man? No, these were, different, these were different places. So right what? out of college, I worked um, as a brand sales administrator um, when I was, well, actually while I was going to school at Silver Lake. And then once I graduated, I still continued on there. And then after that, I went into print advertising with Gannett. So tell me about the TV thing. Did um, I, I really love uh, talking to people about TV because show me the most, I don't know, cocky dude in the world and put them right in front of a camera and have the red light come on and watch them crumble. It doesn't have to be a guy or girl. It could be anything. It's just like, uh, it, did you witness any of that type of stuff or, uh, or, or were you more behind the scenes? No, I was, I mean, I was a little bit of both because I would help sell the ad spots, um, which it's crazy. Like if you look at how from start to finish of a commercial, how it all breaks down, it's pretty crazy. So what I would do is I would sell the ad spot and then write the commercial. So um, X, Y, Z business, you know, I'd call on them. We'd negotiate price points, kind of same, same as real estate a little bit. So they were buying on air real estate. So I was selling that and then basically getting the message getting the message out there, um, writing the commercials, arranging times for our production department to come in and film, and then seeing the people behind, behind the camera. Um, so that was one part of my advertising venture. Any crazy things or witnessed from people that uh, just totally crumbled? Did it, did it happen a lot? Um, I crumbled once. Um, <laughs> I do, I do tell this story. Maybe I shouldn't put this out here, but oh, tell, um, tell me, we want to, now we got, we got to know. Okay. So I don't know if you're familiar with, 
um, the TV program, The Family Guy. Yeah. With the dog. Okay, Brian the dog. Um, <laughs> that that uh, program was on our station. And we were hosting Art Street in downtown Green Bay. And somebody needed, they well, we needed somebody to dress up as Brian the dog. Okay. <laughs> Nobody could fit into the costume <laughs> except for me. And I'm claustrophobic. So, so they talked me into doing it for Art Street. And um, once they zipped, so the head goes on and it just doesn't snap on, it zips on and then it like clamps on. So once I had that costume on, um, thankfully I didn't make it to Art Street because I'm like, I can't breathe. <laughs> I'm like, you guys gotta get me out of here. <laughs> So what happened? Did you like fall over? Oh my God, I can't breathe. Or what? what uh, it, was it was pretty close. So the production people are like laughing. I'm like, no, I'm serious. I, I really can't breathe. You got to get me out of here, guys. <laughs> and, it, and then I don't think they believe me. And then finally, I'm like, no, you really have to get me out of here. So um, yeah, it was pretty close to me running, <laughs> rolling around trying to get the head off. But so yeah, I, I failed at that task. But <laughs> one that sticks out in my mind. So uh, for about... A brief 15 minutes, I was Brian the dog from Family Guy. Well, that's Taking definitely one for a technical claim to fame, for sure. <laughs> so I, as, we, as we kind of progress through your career, you know, real estate comes up and you are, you know, nobody, this is for everybody. Nobody ever says, like when they were a little girl hunting with their dad or fishing with their dad, says, I want to be a realtor. Your dad would probably have been like, no, you don't. But that's mm -hmm. it, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been that it doesn't matter what, what he would have said in that in that particular time anyway but the the point is is that nobody do, like it's not like your goal to do real estate when you're a little boy or girl no. uh, most people just fall into it so look you got your masters like my goodness i mean that's a huge thing and like look you went to school went to college all of this what right. made you take the leap and go into real estate well, quite honestly, it was something that I wanted to do a long time ago. And um, I think people's perceptions sometimes when they're younger, they think, I want to be a real estate agent because I see all this stuff on TV. People driving around in fancy cars and they're doing this and they got all sorts of money. So that perception, I think, is out there for a lot of people. Um, I wanted to be a real estate agent, I would say probably in my late 20s. But in all reality, I really couldn't afford to be one. <laughs> and I think a lot of people that are in this industry can relate to that because it isn't an instant gratification to where once you get your license, you're going to be making all this money. And I think right. a lot of people really feel that way. So for me, I, I really wasn't in a financial position um, in my mid to late 20s to really be a realtor and that. Um, but it was Talk something about that, that for a Because um, there's a lot of people I think can really relate to that. And mm -hmm. um, what? tell me about why. why. Why weren't you in a financial position? I mean, you mentioned you have a daughter. So a lot of times that's like the re great reason. Um, why do or don't you think were you in the spot where you could do it? Well, for me, I didn't have my daughter until a little bit later in life. So that wasn't, that wasn't a factor for me. I just think that... Um, at the time, I wanted to be a realtor. I didn't know the extent of everything it entailed. I, you know, I, um, 
I really liked helping people. Um, all those things, all the makeups were there, but I think you need to, most people, I shouldn't say you, but most people need to realize that, you know, it's, it's all commission, you know, and I, you know, I worked full time and it was, it was really hard for me to think of making that transition because I had a single income household, just, just me at that time. So I think, you know, maybe if I was better equipped or better prepared and looked back now, I probably would have saved a lot more money to kind of hold me over during that starting off period of being a realtor. So yeah, I mean, there's strings getting started to it. There's strings attached to the, you know, the, the, the fancy car, the, you know, all the stuff yeah. that you're seeing. And the I'm not driving are, a fancy car. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Well, the th whole thing is though, is that like, look, it, what people a lot of times don't understand is that look, real estate is hard work. It's not just like you get to push a button in the, in the home cell and you, you know, you show up and collect a commission check at the end of it. There's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of driving around and there's a lot of strings attached sacrifices that you have to make. So, um, and, and that's just great. Well, I, I want to talk about the current market just a minute. So sure. why would you say, 2021 is the best time to buy real estate? Well, right now, the interest rates, I mean, the interest rates are low. So it is providing people that maybe couldn't make purchases. Um, it, it's giving them the buying power right now to do so. And there's a lot of different um, programs out there that a lot of people aren't even aware of that they can utilize to purchase a home. And I think that, yes, the market is, it's very competitive right now, but I keep on telling my buyers right now, it, it's still a great time to buy. Yeah. And I mean, when I look at it like this, that in 2021, you wish you bought in 2020 and 2020, you wish you bought in 2019 and 2019, you mm -hmm. wish you bought in 2018. I'm thinking in 2022, you're going to wish you bought in 2021. And I agree. in 2023, it's going to be the same thing. Um, you know, prices are going up. Uh, rates are going up. And even if rates come back down, I just don't see real estate prices going down in the near or long term. Do you think? I don't either. Why? No. Well, right now, I just, I, I had somebody ask this of me actually earlier this morning, you know, I think I'm going to wait until this market calms down. And I actually had that conversation on Saturday, somebody approached me again and they're like, you know what, Carrie, I think we're just going to wait till everything calms down. I don't, I don't foresee it coming down. Um, people, people are purchasing, and this is just my perspective on it, is that people are purchasing for higher amounts, okay? And you, you can agree with that. And things are going to start, start appraising out <laughs> based you know, on the next door neighbor sold his home for X amount of dollars. The person next door sold it for X amount of dollars which is driving the price of your home up. So I just tell them, don't wait, because it's, it's not, I don't. Housing is going to go down and that's not going to happen. Right. I mean, the thing is, is that right now, especially in Wisconsin, everybody is moving to the state. Um, from Illinois and from uh, mm -hmm. Michigan, but also, or excuse me, um, 
uh, Minnesota, but also Michigan and Iowa. And, uh, you know, they didn't make houses 10 years ago because there was a big collapse. So, and they didn't stop people being born or, you know, graduating school or wanting to start. So, you know, a lot of people that, you know, maybe listening to this and considering or being on the fence or waiting for the, you know, the, the prices to come down, it ain't going to happen. Um, another quick, quick thing is five of the last six recessions resulted in real estate prices increasing. So a lot of times people are waiting for this, you know, financial collapse to happen again. And it's just, it's just not gonna. Okay. That's beautiful. So, um, I want to, there's a couple questions, uh, Carrie, that I ask everybody that, uh, comes on, on the show. And, um, and anyway, I want to start, start out by, uh, I'm, I'm going to, I want to make sure that I get all these out here. I want to be super respectful of your time. And while we have great internet connection, right? <laughs> Sorry. Right. No, no, you're totally fine. All right. First one is this. I'm living in the country now again. So <laughs> I, I, it's, no, it's good. You're hunting and fishing with your daughter. It's all good. So, all right. First one is this. Do you feel like you ever got a big break? Um, in, in this, in this market or just in general, or just, uh, <laughs> just either in life or in um, this market, whatever. say like just I mean just in life getting a big break I think that I worked really hard so I I can I think I created my own big breaks is that um yeah I, I just really believe in hard work so I don't really maybe I'm superstitious but I don't believe that life gives you a break so that with life in general I think you just really have to work hard or what you want. Um, now in real estate, um, same thing. It, I don't think you, I don't think you really get a big break. You just, you just have to work really hard and then the door is open. So I really love that. Sorry. No, <laughs> I, could, no, I was I've, trying to think of a fancier answer, but I come from a, a place where um, nothing's ever really been handed to me. And just working hard just has always been instilled in me. So no big breaks other than the ones I created for myself. That's really beautiful. I think that people really need to hear that is that, you know, you positioned yourself by hard work to earn right. everything that you had. And that's, and that's just absolute fire. All right, next one. Was there ever a time, Carrie, you thought about giving About eight o'clock this morning. <laughs> Just kidding. I love um, it. Well, it's 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 a tough market. Um, probably endless times. You know, I I think just in life in general. I mean, there's just so many obstacles throughout your whole entire life that pop up, and you just. But just like they say, right when you're ready to give up, there's something in you that just keeps you, keeps you going just enough to see, you know, the light over the horizon. So yeah, I'm just like everybody else who, you know, I probably on a daily basis, I want to give up, but <laughs> at some point of the day. But you keep on going. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
I really love that. I love the answers I get to that question. It's, uh, <laughs> that, that, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. <laughs> no, that's, but that's what I want. I, I mean, yeah, it, it happens all the time is basically what it is, but it, yeah. Yep. So I, next one is if you were to do it all again, Carrie, what would you change? If I could do it all again, and I've actually had this conversation with people, I would have started real estate a lot earlier. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, just because I, I look back at some of these, um, especially in our office, we have a lot of great agents that are just starting out. And I think, and I, I look at them and I really admire them because I wish I had, I wish I had all my stuff together at their age. And what I mean by that is like a game plan and um, maybe, I don't know, I guess maybe saved to be able to have that gap um, comfort, I guess, comfort mm -hmm. funds while I was doing, you know, pursuing the, um, pursuing my career. And, and they're really killing it. And if I could do it all over again, I certainly would have started when I was younger because it's a very rewarding career. Um, I love it. Um, and I just really think that, you know, hindsight, I, I really, I don't know. I just really think I would have been a lot happier um, if I would have started younger, but right now I'm, I'm enjoying it right now. So can't go back, can't do anything different other than improve now. Of course, you're blessed, and you got you got a good thing going. And yeah. it's cool that you started even three years ago. You know, at least you did sure. that. It didn't stay doing doing whatever. So, um, okay. So, final question to set it up. You care? There's a young twelve year old babysitter out there. You know, fourteen year old waitress, um, or somebody that's you know going to school for HR, business development. They want to get their masters. You know, maybe they're writing articles. They're getting dressed up like uh, Brian from the Family Guys, the dog, and they're just <laughs> doing stuff that maybe they just don't want to do. Yep. What advice would you give to someone looking to get it done? To get it done. I just really think that people need to realize that anything's possible. Absolutely anything's possible. Because if I look back at, and I don't, I don't mean this as like, disrespect or anything like that. But if I look back at where I, where I came from and what I mean, where I came from is I came from a small town. Okay. Um, I probably never knew what a real estate agent was. I mean, <laughs> we just, we lived, we just, you know, lived where we grew up in that. And I really think that you, you just, you, you really can't, you can't put a limit on your life. You really can't because I would have never thought, you know, at 18 years old that I would have gone on to college, done very well, um, and then, you know, move it forward 15 plus years, gone on and got my master's degree. Um, it, it just, it's not a place that I really thought of as I was growing up, quite honestly, and anything can be done. Like absolutely anything can be done. And I didn't come from a place where things were handed to me, none of that. So I'm self-built. So if I certainly can do it, um, and I've had a lot of hurdles in life, I really have, but I've overcome, I've overcome them. Um, and yeah, it's just, 
that's what I would give advice to anybody. There's nothing that's impossible. You can do it, no limits, no, no after it, get no. it done. Absolutely, absolutely. If I didn't die in a Brian and the Family Guy costume, anything can happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful, I love it. Well, I wanna uh, thank our audience for uh, listening today. And I wanna especially uh, you know, thank Carrie. And Carrie, if somebody was you know, looking to reach out to you to connect, uh, what would be the best way for them to do so? Well, I, I have many means of connection, but I really do like a phone call. The old fashioned phone call, um, I like to, I do, I like to have the conversation. There's no misconnection that way. If um, anybody's interested in buying or selling real estate, I can reach that 920-819-5338, or you can call Shore West directly. Um, I also have a Facebook page that I'm very active on. Um, I can be emailed at cstack at shorewest.com. Um, you can follow me on Instagram as well. And I'm also on LinkedIn. And uh, just, we'll put your handles in the, uh, in the podcast notes. Sure. Uh, Carrie, Carrie Stack, uh, she's a realtor in the uh, Brown County, uh, Green Bay area. And uh, all right. Uh, so I want to thank everybody again for joining us. Uh, and if you've taken some value from the show, you know, and you want to support us, tell a friend, uh, write us a five-star review, hit that subscribe button. All those things make a huge difference in reach reachable people. Once again, I am Jimmy Ryan. This has been the Get It Done Podcast. Thanks so much for listening.